Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Call and Demands Answers podcast. If you guys support me and want me to continue to get better, please follow me on my social media, leave comments on the episodes, and watch my YouTube clips. They're really, really, really good. If you guys also want me to keep getting better, I need sponsors, so please let Bang know why they need to sponsor me. Other than that, this is episode 24 with Bobby Ulrich, executive producer of The Funk Bros. This was a beautiful episode. Take a listen. For sure, bro. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. I mean, this limited form that we can do over the uh, over the internet. I mean, I'm glad Zoom is a thing because, you know, I mean, not that I, we can start with this, uh, not that I am a big fan of COVID and everything, you know, because it's been putting a real hold on football for us, but uh, it did help me like just stop being like a wuss and like just start a podcast and you know so i'm very thankful that uh you know something that that was so damaging to so many lives and everything could actually i could actually have benefited from it so you know i'm very fortunate definitely man that's the best way to look at it it's all you can really do yeah so oh let me just get off the wi-fi real quick just so that we have a more clear sound uh, i just wanted to start it with uh just talking yeah, you look great by the way man. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Probably a little bit lighter than you last seen me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you were you were losing weight um, at the end of that your senior year, though. I mean, you don't have yeah. to keep on all that weight for for college football anymore. But yeah, you're looking very slim. Um, so, I mean, I like I was checking out your page and everything, and I mean, I see that you're now the executive producer of the Funk Bros, and you've been doing tremendous things for yourself i know you started i don't know if you did comedy before senior year but i know you were really getting into it at open mic night senior year what have you been doing since uh since college honestly just give give me a little rundown man that's uh well thank you for all the compliments first of all dude it's uh good to, good to hear that all coming from a fellow boxer a guy that i uh, was doing things with before all this but uh yeah man my life has been has been pretty crazy since since graduation of course um Right out of college, I had gotten a job uh, just working as at like a marketing kind of advertising kind of place, just your classic nine to five and whatnot. And uh, I remember being just very, very unfulfilled during that time. And you know, straight out of the first year pre the year right before uh, COVID broke out and everything. And uh, yeah, man, it was just it was just miserable after a while. So. I had making a lot of plans to, to get out of that. And I still have been doing stand-up all that time because like you said, I started, I hadn't done much. Uh, actually had never done stand-up before. Uh, did you go to that, that one that I did at the open mic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was, really uh, that was my first ever performance and it went really well, which is kind of cool, but I had always thought about it. You know, I was always kind of the class clown. The guy wanted to make everybody laugh. And I had been, I've been writing jokes uh, in my phone since I was in high school. And I, a lot of the times I would think of really funny stuff and uh, wouldn't write it down. I'd forget things and be like, dang, like, what was that funny thing I was thinking about? So I just like my junior year of high school, I just decided to write down any funny thought I've ever had. And I just have this like notepad in my phone and just pages and pages and pages of jokes. And when I got into college, comedy had always interested me, but football was my first love and it was what I wanted to focus on the most. It was one of the only reasons I went to college actually, <laughs> but uh, I just grinded in football and put a lot of time and effort into that. I know uh, you were able to see like how, how much time I, I put into football as it was really important to me. And uh, once it was over, I, I was kind of excited because I could look into other types of things that would fulfill me. And I knew that since I wasn't going to be an athlete anymore, I had to find my identity in something else and something that, 
I would enjoy. So I kind of realized that I had kind of already been doing stand up my whole life, you know, making people laugh in class, doing funny skits, making videos, just messing around on social media. So I thought, Hey Mike, you might as well give it a try. Did the stand up at Pacific. It went well, mind you, I had a lot of, uh, supporters there so that definitely helped i know i made a lot of people mad with some of the stuff i said but uh so that was cool so since that went well i started grinding really hard on stand-up uh, my last semester of college uh, i was taking like the max to, to portland and i was just like doing open mics down in downtown portland at like midnight 1 a.m just kind of doing that and then i was keeping that going so this ties into my job i was having that job that i hated and it was like my only escape from from this world of of what I thought I would be trapped into, you know, what everybody tells you to do is to go find like that stable job. And I just had a really toxic work environment and it just, it just wasn't for me, but I had stand up to, to keep me going and to keep me feel like I had more to pursue because so many people, when I got that job around me were like settled, you know, and they were so excited to find just, just to be stable and not have to do anything just working for the weekends. You know, the biggest highlight in their life was just being able to, go out to the bar on Friday and get ready for work the next week. It just was not exciting. I don't know if it was coming from football or just what I'd like to do. So I kept stand up going and uh, it was so much fun. And then COVID hit, which sucked because like everything pretty much got taken away. Uh, stand up completely stopped, especially down here in California. It's still not even up. I haven't really done anything. I was doing probably like trying to go five open mics a week um it was, it was gaining a lot of traction and then just doing nothing it was crazy and then during COVID I also got laid off from my job um which kind of sucked but I mean the, the California unemployment was was pretty crazy so during that time it was kind of a blessing in disguise like you were saying a lot of, it's affected a lot of people negatively and I've been I've been praying for those people and I would choose the coronavirus to be over over anything but it benefited me so much I got a, a, an insane amount of money from unemployment which is crazy and then uh yeah so i started working for the funks because um the main so the, the funk brothers are a youtube channel very 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 successful in the youtube world um the little brother Corey, i've known him since i was in elementary school and he even was a he was a professional scooter rider him and his brother they were the nitro world games like champions and they did stuff for uh, red bull and nitro uh, so he was already gaining some popularity and he had that channel and throughout college, I had been in a couple of his videos here and there. So while I was working at this other job that I hated, he hit me up and was like, hey, we, like, I saw, because I got my degree in media arts, and he knew that I had been doing like funny stuff. So uh, he was, he saw that, um, or yeah, during my other job, he saw, he was like, hey, man, we're looking for like a videographer, like a manager, producer for, for our YouTube channel. Like, would you be interested in doing it? Um, it wasn't as much like money and stuff as I was making right now. Cause I got a really good job out of college and plus it was close to my house and everything. So I was considering it, but you know, like my parents were like, Oh, you should stay with this like good job that you got. So I kind of just let them talk me into it. And I kind of turned it down and I was really bummed because I felt like that was a good break into things I wanted to be doing. Um, so I, I really thought I blew an opportunity. So uh, I remember kicking myself for that. And then once I got laid off from the, the job I was at, I enjoyed COVID uh, for a little bit, like collecting my unemployment checks. You know, I was just surfing every day, uh, just writing, doing a lot of like self introspection. And then I was just like, well, I got to do something now since I got laid off and hit up my friend Corey and said, uh, Hey, like you guys still looking for something in the job that I, he had originally wanted me to do, have it filled, but 
his brother was looking for um, someone to take over his entire channel and to build up because they, they had their own channel and they were breaking up in the separate entities, still having their main channel, but like diversifying even more content. So they needed someone to kind of manage that. And uh, I was like, sure. And I went out there and me and Caper really hit it off. And I've been doing videography for him full time and got promoted to being an executive producer at the Funk Brothers and kind of managing uh, other different channels. And being able to, since they liked my personality and I expressed an interest in comedy, I've been able to venture out and do my own types of content creation and start developing different things that I would want to do. And hopefully when stand-up gets back, I can kind of get back into that because I'm in LA now. And yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's been a blast. And that's kind of been the rundown for me. I know it's kind of long-winded, but yeah, you're no, honestly, kind of, I, kind of a big story. <laughs> no, I love hearing it. Um, what I've learned, uh, I was just telling someone this, and then I'm going to ask you a couple questions. What you said, but I was just telling my friend uh, Chris, who kind of. So I'm changing my name just because the uh, the whole what the fuck thing. I don't really think that I'm growing faster than I thought I was going to, and so I don't think 33% of my name should be a swear word. You know, I want to, um, I want to like have all types of audience. So I'm going to, so I'm changing it to. I think it's going to be call in demands answers. Cause I'm kind of like an interview style kind of thing. And I'm kind of, you yeah. know, a lot of questions. So changes to that. And we, when we were talking about it yesterday is, I mean, I've always, I've always like, I love talking and everything. And that's part of the reason I started this, but um, what podcasting like in these only 24 episodes has taught me is like really how to like listen to people for like a long time. Cause everyone has something important they can tell you. Um, for sure. So, I always feel like the, yeah, the, the, the even the the little podcast I do on my Instagram live, uh, it's been um, it's been more interesting. I feel like the episodes go better when I say less, so I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that was actually what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, so um, how did you start? Uh, so it it's your it's called um, Bobby for real, right? Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's I want to know one. How do you came up with that name? Did it just come to you? And then two, uh, how did how did you start that and everything? Where did you get that idea? Yeah, from? dude. I dabbled a lot in like different names. Um, I've always been kind of good at like naming things. And for me, it's kind of weird if, if I'm developing something and usually that probably shouldn't be like the major detail, but I literally can't start something unless it's like named perfectly. It's kind of just a weird way my brain works because I just don't feel confident in it. Um, so I've been wanting to do a podcast for a very long time. Um, even in college, I was doing radio shows uh, in like that boxer underneath the UC and everything. And it's always something I've really loved. I did a lot of internships at radio and uh, I just really enjoyed the process of making a show and talking to people and, and having listeners. I thought that was always really cool and something I could see myself doing. Um, so yeah, uh, I just realized too, in this industry, I've been meeting insane people every day, especially the people that I work with and live with uh, just have such a, like I just sit at night and I just talk to them and just listen to them and they have the most insane stories about things going on and, uh, I just was like, you know, how can I do this now? Because originally I wanted to like get a sit down in person podcast. And, uh, but due to COVID right now, it's not that good. So uh, I saw, I saw, I started just messing around on Instagram live. I just was doing lives by myself for fun. I think I did like a workout Instagram live. I've always been pretty good at just shooting the shit uh, live and everything. And um, uh, people really liked it. Like uh, the people who were starting to follow me because of the Funk Brothers for my own self, because I'd be funny in their videos, were like, man, you should do live streams more often. And I was like, yeah, that could be cool. And then I was like, maybe I'll bring some guests on. So did like a trial run with one of my friends and we just talked and, and people really enjoyed it. So I was like, let's make this into something uh, really cool. And then at the time, Instagram made reels, like Instagram reel. And 
you can start saving clips and long form content through these reels. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, what better way to get someone to be on a show? All they have to do is just hop on Instagram and literally just join your party. It's so easy. And it's so much easier. I feel like uh, for people to log in and watch, right. Cause all they have to do is like tap your live button and just sit there and they can do it wherever they are. So I, I haven't really seen anyone do like any type of podcast or live stream interviews on Instagram. So I thought I might just give it a shot because it had been just going well for myself and it started to take off and I wanted to get the name beforehand. So the Bobby for real, I just saw that there were reels now and I knew that I was going to start doing like Joe Rogan clip type things on reels. I'm still uh, in the developmental stages of that and making a YouTube channel. But, uh, but yeah, like I was thinking, keeping it real. Like I just, I knew I wanted it something with real and then I'll just, this Bobby for real just kind of came to my mind and I just mm-hmm. kind of laid it out like that. And it was really, it's been really cool. Yeah, um, I'll definitely I do the exact same thing the clips. I I, I love it It's like one of my favorite things to do after my podcast um, yeah. I'll def, I'll send you um, I'll send you the links to them after I post Dude, them. I would love that because I'm yeah. gonna start doing it. I just haven't had much time um, What I've noticed is what works really well if you don't have time Especially since you're doing it on Instagram if you don't have time to like sit down and do it on your laptop iMovie iMovie lets you put a picture inside of a picture and it lets you put words and everything. Oh, wow so that's, I usually just take the whole long thing. It's usually 45 minutes to two hours is how long I For talk sure. depending on my guests. And then I just take little snippets, five, 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, uh, no, honestly, I would, I would say for you, especially like clips are, it's, it's cause what it, it's like a little teaser, you know? Um, that's how I got hooked. That's how a lot of people got hooked on the Joe Rogan experience. Like long two years ago is he would post those insane mind blowing clips and you're like, Oh, and you just get sucked down oh, this yeah. rabbit hole. And then you're like, Oh, I want, and then when you're like going for like a, a long drive you're like oh i can throw on the joe rogan experience yeah for uh for definitely long term like i definitely need to start doing it now um because i want to be able to put the clips on tiktok Mm -hmm. uh, instagram reels and youtube and especially now everything is everything's going vertical like like the science is showing now a lot of content creators are moving toward the vertical because people are even so lazy now they don't even want to turn their phone sideways so i think it'll be a good advantage to have that because that's how instagram is shooting it but yeah dude that's great I, i definitely have been wanting to do that and uh, definitely send me those so I could see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I was going to ask you that, how how have you been doing a stand-up during COVID? Because I feel like it's really it, – one, you don't want to do stand-up with, like, a mask on because I feel like a lot of what people say – I don't know if this is your type of comedy, but I feel like a lot of comedy is, like, you like to see the audience's facial expressions and your own, you know? Yeah. You like a Zoom comedy special or anything? The what? Have you done like anything like over the internet? Like, uh, yeah. So that's a good point because that's all comedy is, is reading crowds and, and, and dictating your own body language to people. A lot of it has to do with what you say, but the way you present yourself matters way more than anything else. And, and engaging how an audience is reacting is a huge part. So with masks, it's definitely difficult. And um, yeah, I did a Zoom like open mic thing, but it was just, it was just too, it was just too awkward. Like some people have been doing it and killing it, but I don't know, man, it just wasn't the same for me. Just having like the, having like the joke be told and then like the silent buffer and do it. It's like, what? Like just like weird cracklings of laughter coming in and out. It's just, it just didn't do it for me. So I've been focusing on my, on my job. Mostly I've been writing a couple shows that uh, I want to start pitching out. Um, uh, and, uh, just been writing stand up. Um, but I think that I'll be able to get back into it. It's definitely a thing that you need to just keep doing in order to not get rusty. But 
I think mm-hmm. I've been doing a good job with other things to kind of keep those, those tools sharp. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, have you always wanted to write shows or is that just something that came after you started doing all these like standups, writing jokes? Cause you said you've been writing jokes for a while and putting them in your notes. Yeah. You always wanted to like, have you always had the idea of writing like a show? Is it animated or is it like an actual like sitcom kind of thing? I have a couple of shows I've written already. Some of them are animated. Some of them's like, like South Park kind of things. Some of them are, are like real life. I'm, well, the the main one that I'm writing right now is more of a, like a like a sitcom, uh, but yeah, that's something I've always loved. I, I was making movies ever since I was a little kid, and I love making videos, and, and that's why I got my degree that I did in college. Uh, and, and I always knew that uh, I just want to be funny, you know, in any mm-hmm. context, stand up. Like I, I wouldn't want to be like an actor, but I want to be like a like a set, like a Seth Rogen kind of person, you know, like uh, Andy Samberg. So that's always interested me. Anything comedy has interested me. So that, that comes with a lot of different things like stand-up sitcoms, um, you know, funny podcasts, stuff like that. So yeah, it's been exciting. It's definitely something really cool. And I've been meeting a lot of cool people out here in LA to not, I mean, not really like pitch shows too, but just mm-hmm. kind of show them like what I'm working with and kind of get validation through what they think. Cause some of them have had experience making shows and whatnot, which is kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you miss football at all? I'm sure you do. Yeah, dude. I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, a couple weeks ago, I put like just some clips that I screen recorded of like my highlight tape on my Instagram story because a lot of people that follow me haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, dude, I think about it all the time. Uh, it's. I was just telling my sister, I was like, it's weird not having a certain couple months of the year where you could just go out and physically assault people every day, which is like a weird way to put it, but yeah. it's good for getting your, your, all your emotions out. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to find a release like that, but then also finding a way to challenge yourself. It's like, there's nothing like that matches it to be able to just have that much discipline and, and, mm-hmm. and, and unity with people. It's, it's definitely tough. Yeah. So I miss it a lot. I miss it a lot, man. <laughs> I haven't played yeah, in dude. Like yeah. what's all going on with that? All right. So right now we're supposed to be playing in, well, we're supposed to start camp in January right now. Um, I had a, now obviously coach Falk is our coach and not coach Buck, which is it's change. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's crazy. Wait, did you guys already have practices? I saw stuff on Instagram. I don't know if we want to call them practices. Uh, they were kind of like spring ball with mass, but like for the first week, week and a half, we couldn't use balls because, or, and then, and then it was like, you could only use one, like only one other person could use the same ball as you. And then finally it was like only like six other people. So like Kenyon was only thrown to like um, six guys for a while. And then I think it got to 11 at one point, but it was never like team or anything. It was always D line was on like trash cans. Linebackers were with G and then the quarterbacks and receivers and then tight ends are doing their own thing. And then we had to go at different times because we like, we just couldn't be out there. They was it mandatory? No, I, here's why. No, yes, but no. Like go if you were there, like if you're in town, but a lot of people didn't go back. Like they stayed and did virtual classes. So if you're like in California, yeah. they, 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 they said that COVID like they basically said like, this is not like, you're not going to get penalized. Like as soon as we play you, you like, you're not going to not play if you don't come, but if you're here, like come, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. But yeah, yeah we were wondering about that. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what I would do in that situation, honestly, because I wouldn't yeah. want to just go up for where were they hard? Were they like spring ball caliber practices or just, I mean, here's, I'll just tell you no, because like we couldn't <laughs> do any team things, but what we did was we did. Um, so like Tuesdays and Thursdays were like, you would do like your little, 
team stuff, your little like uh, schemes and things like that. So, um, and then at the end, you do like a competition period, you like race and stuff like that. So we ran like a good amount. Um, and then Wednesday was like a, like a speed training. So we would do like wall runs, things like that, mm-hmm. run on the track. Uh, like they would teach us how to squat, how to clean, you know, that like the usual things they do. Um, so that was, uh, that was kind of how they were. It, it's honestly very hard to, to know what you can do during right now because it wasn't there and washington county was in phase one the entire time um mm-hmm. i think they're going back to lockdown so it's like we really couldn't do anything we couldn't yeah. talk to each other um but basically what i was going to say i don't like you asked the question like what is happening i have no idea i like i talked to coach falk because he's like obviously like deals with the specialists and everything and he basically said like if we don't play in january um they'll try to play in february and if we don't play in february we're basically just going to do a normal spring ball but probably possibly padded instead um but he said it's really hard for him to see us playing in january and february just because everything going on and i get that it's just playing or camp well we were supposed to have like a a five game season in the spring we're supposed to oh yeah i heard about that actually yeah so that's weird and it was optional right it didn't it didn't cost any eligibility Mm-mm. so we still get another year uh it's just problem like the problem for like guys like me and stuff it's like i haven't played since my since your senior year because i got injured my sophomore year i told my labor on my hip so i was out all last year and now mm-hmm. it's junior year gonna be out the whole year again so i won't i will not have played in two and a half years and it's just like i just miss it you know yeah that dude and the the missing it for what you guys are going through compared to what I am, I already had my last seasons and I kind of got to ride off into the sunset, but it's just so abrupt, dude. I couldn't, I, dude, I'd be losing my mind if I was in your position for how much yeah. like time and work you have to put into. I feel so bad for you guys, man. And it was like, we were still like, we've been working hard for like, Oh yeah, for sure. Probably going to be like a whole year. We will have had practices like every week, but no games. Dude. That sucks. Football's only fun for the games. Really. I know. That's why it would be horrible, dude. It's like freaking eating all your vegetables and not getting any dessert. And it's like, it. there's nothing, I mean, for the listeners and everything, like if you've never played, I mean, there's a lot of con- competitive sports that have this same kind of feeling. But if you've never played football, you don't know what the feeling of playing a football game is like. You know, there's nothing like it. I, I Like, you, you know what I mean? You want to give, like, the listeners a little yeah. like, example of what you feel like playing a football game? Like, what's, what are those feelings that you feel when you play? Because your position is vastly different than mine. Yeah. Well, it's also like um, you can't replicate it. You can replicate a basketball game. You can go to the park. You can replicate playing golf. Um, not to say that they're any, like, better or anything, but you cannot – like you can't play football unless it's it's like in a in, in a real football in like a game in some kind of sanctioned event. Uh, you can't strap pads onto a bunch of people and meet up somewhere and have schemes and and it just it doesn't make sense. So it's I think it's so much harder for football players because it's literally you can't do anything. You can't even go. You could play catch, but that's not, that has nothing to do with what you what you really have to be doing ultimately. But uh, wait, did you ask me something before that? Yeah, I was just gonna, well, I was just gonna say like, what do you like? Because I was just gonna say there's nothing like feeling like I think actually what you said like uh, kind of answered my question, but it's like that gives a part of it like the fact that you can't replicate it, you can't get those feelings anywhere else besides like, a football game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can go shoot a couple of hoops, and if I have a good game, I still feel good. Um, and the hoopers can do that and everything, sure. but like I can't go like smash a field goal with like no rush not in the middle of the game the intensity and it feel the same you know exactly. there's nothing there's nothing like it it's the it's and like they're like oh we're gonna play with no fans i'm like well that's half the fun too like like 
half the fun is like being able to like look at like you know look at the fans and like being able to hear people like chant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, dude. That's so. that's the best part. <laughs> so it's it. I don't, you know, I I mean, I'm upset. Yeah. So that, see, if, yeah, like you're saying, you can't replicate that kind of it's even on D line, like. No one's like even if you play football at the park, you're not doing any type of blocking and pass rushing. Yeah. Really, like it, it just wouldn't make sense. So there's the whole aspects of the game that you could never get unless it was in a real game. So, um, I saw you went to UFC 245. You were like there. How was that? Yeah, dude. In dude. with fans, dude. I'm sorry. I'm glad that you saw it, dude. That was so awesome, bro. My brother took me for my birthday um it was uh dude the card was insane it was uzman Covington. uzman covington was the main event which was one of the most banger fights i've ever seen like anytime so i got to see it in person we got we also like he we he, we wanted to sit close so my brother uh, he's a patent attorney like he's balling out so mm-hmm. he's like we're sitting close so he got some nice tickets um plus we uh we know a person that lives out in vegas so uh we got kind of like free room and board but yeah, dude. So I went and it was a uh, co-main event was Holloway, uh, Volkanovsky. Uh, and then the, 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 there was a, there was three title fights. It hadn't been three title fights on a same card in like five years. Uh, Amanda Nunez, uh, fought, um, what's her name? Uh, the iron lady, Jermaine Durandamine. Yeah. And dude, it was so awesome. Like I, I got, I like watching sports. Like I've been to NBA games. They're pretty fun. Baseball, is pretty cool. It's, it's not like super interesting to me. Football games are fun, but I always just it's hard for me to watch football games in person because I just want to play so that I get pissed off. But dude, UFC, like it just reminds me of being in wrestling tournaments in high school. And like, I, I love UFC is my MMA is my favorite sport to watch hands down. I love, I love the UFC and uh, just being able to go there, dude, it was so sick. Like I got to see Joe Rogan, like, uh, like just like, like up close, like him walking by, like it was just everything you would expect. And the fights were insane. And the craziest thing was like, it was pre-election and everything. So the, all the Colby fans are huge Trump supporters. And there were a bunch of Usman fans who were like the opposite. And dude, after that fight, there were so many fights in the crowd that were breaking out. And like, dude, that place is just a rowdy. And the UFC fans are crazy. Like, yeah. you're talking to everyone in your row. And you're just like, they're just like, beat his ass. Yeah. Like, people are just going crazy. And like, dude, it was so cool to watch. And it's mm. like, you can see the brutality on TV, but in person, oh seeing someone just get like knocked out, it's like, oh my goodness. It, it's so exciting. Like, I want to go all the time. I probably could do maybe one a year but yeah dude yeah. it was sick yeah um you're a big ufc fan i am yes that's why i saw it and i was like that's insane and i live in vegas so like the cool thing oh, about, yeah, dude. uh the cool thing about uh ufc too was is that not only is like a modern day gladiator kind of thing but it's also like that was like vegas's kind of sport before like boxing mm-hmm. too but before we got like the golden knights and now the raiders like we didn't yeah. really have anything besides like the ufc was always there so it was it, like we always like me and my friends will always like um, put on the fights and everything. Like the, I think the first fight that I really watched, I mean, this isn't obviously a UFC fight. Maybe it was, maybe it was Conor McGregor before, but I watched like the first fight was my senior year of high school. I really watched like, like I really got into was the boxing match between Floyd and um, McGregor. So mm-hmm. then I really got into that and I was, like, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And then I, the ne- 
I think it was like a a UFC fight card the week after that or the weekend after that. And I watched that and then I got really big into UFC. So I try to watch the cards every single time they're out. But yeah, I I think it's, that's insane going. I can't imagine what it's like to like, I mean, I don't know how close you're seeing, but basically to see like hit someone, like like see someone get hit like that close with like, cause they're professionals, you know, like you can see two kids fight and it's cool. I mean, but it's not like seeing two professionals, like beat the living shit out of each other. Excuse my friends, you know? Yeah, dude, it's insane. It's, it really goes to show how intense that sport is and how unique it is. And one of the things I love about it is, uh, like you said, it's like the gladiator type thing. But the coolest thing to me, which is what makes it so interesting, is the fact that it's so uh, global. Like, it's which style from what corner of the earth will beat, like, will beat them all. You know, you got you got this crazy Australian guy versus this brilliant jiu-jitsu Rio de Janeiro master like facing off like any type of Bruce Lee movie you could ever like I love Bruce Lee movies so it's like that's why I've always loved the UFC it's like where can we find the craziest people from all around the globe and put them together and see who's really the best what really works the best and it's just so if you really think of it like strip away the names or anything like like a Connor versus Khabib it's a crazy Irish dude who's amazing at like boxing versus a a a, uh a disciplined Russian dude who wrestles bears, like throw him into a cage and see what happens. Like, that's just so nuts. There's no other sport like that. No. Cause even boxing, I was trying to explain to someone during the, I think it was my girlfriend or something. We were watching the Mike Tyson fight last week. I don't know if you did. Mm, yeah. I watched um, but it. was like the boy, Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I actually met Jake Paul. Interesting enough at uh, really. Yeah. I, I was just, um, I met him too a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. I met yeah, him we, we filmed with him. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I just met him for a couple of seconds because he, so I did like during the summers, I usually work at, I'm not going to anymore, but I, I work at Lake Las Vegas water sports and he came out there a couple of times just to like goof around, I guess. Um, oh, that's cool. And so I met him like uh, he was, I think he was doing flyboard, which is like the jetpack kind of thing with the water skis mm. and the oh i've always wanted to do that yeah i mean you can go out to the lake during the summer (laughs) um but i digress but yeah i was trying to explain to her i was like boxing is like an art like like all sports are like arts so like you pick one thing and you really get really skilled at it and you like and it's like an art you know like you're only using your hands you're not really like you're trying to knock them out but you're trying to like you're like it's like a fight it's like an art and then you get to the ufc and it's like mania like you you practice on something you're you're like really good at like whether it's wrestling like you have your background but like anything can happen you know obviously you can't mm-hmm. hit people in the back of the head and stuff like that um or like they have to they stop the fight when you're on top but like you know it's like all like you you, you don't know how you're gonna get knocked out or how you're gonna knock out someone it's all hell breaks loose like yeah it's in there's yeah. art forms but it's not like it's there's nothing like it because it's just like you put two it's like if you put like a little jar of two different ants and you shake it and then you see what happens except yeah 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 boxing is the the sport of punching and then mma is a sport of fighting really yeah um it's i like that that. yeah it's really interesting to to see how it all pans out and and being a wrestler i didn't wrestle in college but in high school i wrestled and it was something i really loved it's cool to be able to see implementations of that as well just as a fan of a sport that i can kind of relate to um, but yeah, dude, just seeing that all mixed together. It's, mm-hmm. and, and the thing I love about that too is, um, which is why I really loved wrestling is, uh, like football definitely was my favorite sport and I loved it so much, but the amazing thing about that, those individual sports is it's really on you. 
like you don't have once the the cage closes or you're on the mat you don't have any teammates like your coaches can talk to you but it's just your own will and, and everything that you've put into in that moment um you know sometimes in football your teammates can let you down um and it kind of sucks you can play a really really good game and lose and it's just like like shit like what what's the point um but with then you really have no excuses when, if you get your ass beat <laughs> which is kind of intriguing I've always I've never played an individual sport. I've never ran track or or anything like that. I've mm. always played team sports, but I've always wondered what, especially in fighting, what it's like when you're, because I know what it's like when I'm tired. Like I, I played soccer my whole life until I obviously became a kicker. Um, so I know what it's like when you're tired and you're like, there's like a zone you get into when you're super tired, but it's super intense. You know, it's like tunnel vision almost. Uh, but I wonder what that's like in the ring. You know what I mean? It's got to be something. Yeah. It's like you're really trying not to die. Like, like that's kind of the way you're looking at it. Like, especially you have, for sure. I don't want this guy to kill me. And so you're like, I really wonder what it, it's, it's probably almost the same feeling that people get, maybe not to an extent because they, it's a pro- profession, but almost like the same thing people get when they're like being stalked by a cat mountain lion or something like that in the wilderness. That, oh like, yeah. Intense zone where you're like, I don't want to die. You know? Dude, the primal nature is probably through the roof. You get a little bit of it in wrestling just because you have to physically impose your will on someone else. And it just doesn't feel natural to, to just go at it like that. And the wrestling is the tiredest I've, tiredest I've ever been because not only are you using every muscle in your body and exerting all your energy into just stopping this person from doing what they want to do, like mentally, you're just like so focused because it's, it's such a primal feeling to just, just like tie up with someone and, and try to physically impose yourself on them. This is making me think of weird. Have you heard of Neuralink that Elon Musk is working with? Dude, I, I just I just watched that podcast two days ago. Yeah, I was oh, I was watching the clip earlier today because I well I watched the clip with I don't know if you know who Lex Friedman is. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a he's like uh, he has a podcast. He always goes on Joe Rogan, but he was I watched a clip with him and Joe Rogan talking about because he watched one of the dem- last demonstrations of Neuralink, and then he was like describing it to Joe, and then like the next one was like Elon Musk explaining it, and he was basically explaining like one day like i don't know if you know how it works but like he like they like cut the head open mm-hmm. the skull open and they put like a piece of like, like tiny wires right yeah yeah like two 200 millimeter i don't know how i don't know what he said but it was like and it like basically it's supposed to like help alzheimer's dementia people like paraplegics yeah. walk again and stuff and i'm thinking like you know obviously fighting is horrible for the brain i wonder if like that's neuralink's going to be really big for mm. fighters one day you know yeah, and football players, hopefully. Oh, football players. Yeah, definitely linemen. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that playing since first grade, um, full contact football. I don't know. My brain seems fine right now, but who knows? A couple of years, so I'm banking on those Neuralinks yeah. having good technology. But yeah, that should be really interesting. I think that'll be really popular. That is so weird because I always thought it'd be like a, just like an interface for a way to access technology, like with your brain really fast. But I didn't see the, uh, I didn't consider like the principles of why they're really doing it to kind of help uh, uh, fuse those gaps of like not being able to function properly through the electrical signals throughout the body. Like, I think that's a really cool thing about the Neuralink. I, I hadn't noticed before until I watched that, which honestly, if, if they have tests and it works well, I'd probably get one. The only thing I'm a big, like, I love like crazy sci-fi like things thinking about like iRobot and stuff. I just am wondering yeah. like, what if like it just takes over your brain, you know? 
Like, cause yeah. that's like a, like, or like the thing that I really think about too is like, cause Matt was talking about, um, he was talking about how, uh, my, you know, Matt Kimball, right. Uh, mm-hmm. you might not. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how, cause he, he invests in like Tesla and he's a big Elon Musk fan, I think. And he was like talking about how he, he wants to have self-driving cars, Elon Musk does, um, like self-driving taxi kind of thing. But I'm thinking like, dude, like people are really, really, really good with coding and things like that. Like what's to say that people, like I heard this too, I think on one of the podcasts I listened to, what is to say someone's not going to hack that and then crash the car into somewhere or like hack the Neuralink? You know, what if someone hacks your brain? That's insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that would be pretty crazy. It's definitely something they'd have to put a lot of time and money into to, to prevent. But I don't know. I, it's just with cars, I think I'd rather have hacked cars than drunk drivers. I don't know. You'd have to see the statistics. but whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's – I think that's kind of – I think Elon Musk has a, like – humanity like he like his outlook is for humanity he's not so like he's not doing it for the bad benefits you know he's doing it for like the good of humanity but it's just like scary to think about because then it's also like i don't know if you ever just like contemplate what consciousness is i do it constantly um but of course i that's like how will that affect your consciousness because like the thing about i always think about with like alzheimer's is like they're kind of like withering away their consciousness is kind of like withering away like will it be you again or will it be like half you half AI, you know, like, will it still be you, you know, like, cause it's, if it's supposed to make you walk again and it's supposed to make you like think better and clear, it's like, but is that really you, you know? So I'm wondering yeah, like, how really is, like, how is like a, a wired neuron going to interact with a human brain, you know? Yeah. It's going to be dangerous waters for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it'll just be all separating upon of, yeah, it's it's gonna get do really, you, really. The waters are gonna get muddy. When do you contemplate what consciousness is as much as I do? Probably it's not as much as I do. But do you contemplate it ever? You just lay in bed. And- uh, yeah, dude, I, I definitely do. I think at this age, it's uh, it's always a hot topic, especially with all the yeah all the people talking about it. But yeah, um, what do you know. think it is? Well, for me, it's a soul. There's a, there's a lot of different things. Yeah, I'd are you say still a uh, big Christian. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna get into. Uh, I mean, logically, there could be so many things like I, a big part of me believes in simulation theory, just logically. But if I'm going to go to the roots of my own true beliefs, because at the end of the day, you just have to believe in something because you, you know, you don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I always go back to just like my, my, uh, my thoughts rooted in my faith. So I'd say like, it'd be a soul for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but, but then it gets to, they're just, so, it's just so tricky to try to all figure out, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I would say so. What about you? I mean, you know, I'm a Christian. Me and Kyle were going to that church that you put Kyle yeah, dude, for a while. Awesome, man. Yeah. It's just for COVID. It was all online, I think. So we didn't yeah. really get to, I've been watching uh, a couple. Um, I was, I, me and my girlfriend were watching transformation church for a little bit, but we, it's just hard to, it's hard to do virtual church. It's easy just to get up and yeah. go, you know? Um, sure. I digress. I don't, I don't like yesterday. Or no, I didn't. I posted it yesterday, I believe, or maybe two days ago. Um, I had uh, this my friend who's like uh, he's blowing up right now. He's a musical artist. Uh, his name's Avion, and he asked me at the end of the podcast. I don't know why he was just like, "What do you think death is? Like, what do you think happens when you die?" We got into that, and so it sparked my interest. In the consciousness thing. It, it always just. Yeah. It always. I always. I think. 
my whole argument is I'm a Christian and, and I think a lot of people are Christians. They just don't know they are, you know? Um, I always say Christianity is like a way of life. And people are like, well, I know there's some, there's an higher power. And I'm like, you're, you believe in God. Come on. Like you just yeah. like put down the pen and like read the Bible for a little, like read those passage. And you, it, 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 like, it's a, I think what you said is like, you have to believe in something. I think it's better to believe in something than to be very just anti against, you know, establishment and just like, Yes, there are bad things in any human system, but I think it's better to believe, have a belief at your heart than it is to have mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but yeah. I, th- I would say that it is – so he, he made the argument that energy is nor created nor, de- nor destroyed and that mm. he thinks that it has to go somewhere. I think that it's – you know, we – it's part of me – like you said, the logical – because, I, I mean, I'm studying to be a lawyer, so I think like that. Um, part of me wants to think that like oh, – okay like it's kind of like you tuning into certain wave wavelengths like energies you know and so mm-hmm. like that's why you think a certain way at a certain time and that's why you can grow and mm-hmm. stuff but part of me wants to say that like your body like that that radio frequency is your soul like you're at, like you're not actually here yeah. you're just like this body's tuning into your frequency you know mm-hmm. and so like you really exist it's very hard to put your mind to it because it's so metaphysical and philosophical but like i think yeah. it could be that you're not even like your energy isn't even here it's just like your brain is so complex that it can it's like almost like a radio and it can tune into your consciousness and that's kind of why i'm was thinking about Neuralink, like, I wonder if that's going to mess up that frequency. Mm, now. I get what you're saying. See, I, uh, I thought a lot, um, my own definitions have been kind of based on what your friend is saying. The fact that matter can't be, or energy cannot be created or destroyed in terms of having a soul. Well, like I break down what, like, what is a soul? Like, what does it mean to, to have a soul? Um, I think that, uh, like pure energy of love is a true thing that we can feel things and we do things for love that don't make sense. Like, why do we, sacrifice ourselves for the people we love why do we still love people that we haven't seen in a long time why do we love dead people like biologically that has nothing to do with our human nature like biologically a human's objectives if you're just going with the physical self if you see us as an animal it's to get food and mate and live as long as possible so why why would we why would we have this need to love and have this ability to love when it doesn't make sense for us biologically for animals. It's just a big contradiction. So I think is that if we have pure love within us, which I believe we do, I'd say most people agree that love is a real thing. And I believe that God is the ultimate encapsulation of love. Like God isn't like a guy with a beard in the, in the clouds, but he, he's the energy of love. And he's like, he's just basically waiting for us. And since that can't be created, we have that in us just naturally. Those those feelings and emotions and that energy that we experience and that we feel and that we, we use to manifest things in our lives, that's who we are. Our body's just, this is just a shell at the end of the day. This is just something that it's living through. Like we're just a, a vessel of our own meat and flesh and it just holds in what we have. So I think that when you die, um, I think that's what hell, heaven and hell is. If you don't have that love, if you didn't show love to others, if you don't have that ultimate uh, love that connects you to God, which I believe is love, then you won't be able to physically transform like that stuff that your body's just going to stay, but so that's got to go somewhere. Your body's just like, if you just think of it like a shell personally, and uh, like that, that's how you continue on that, 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 that 
energy of love into what it truly is and where it's coming to, which, I mean, who knows where, what, what, what channels it has to go through. Maybe it even ties into what you were thinking. So yeah, that's really, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's probably, it's, I get very philosophical when I, I feel you do. I think about, I'm <laughs> it's weird that you brought like, dude, the, I think we're very like-minded, which yeah. is why we both did podcast. Cause you bring up so many things that I've, thought about a lot and things that i've been thinking about recently like mm-hmm. ufc soul like dude, it's crazy mm-hmm. so dude, um yeah yeah um glad you're having fun you know i love like it's, it's i'm glad you're doing it too because i think there's a lot of people um and then i have another question about uh the nature of evil but i digress i think it's really okay. important that people um do things that they want to do. You know, I think it's really important. Like do things that you like doing. Like I talk about this a lot on my podcast. I think it's really For important. Sure. You like to do something. And cause I, I, I was telling him, I love making music and I've always loved making music. Uh, not necessarily just for people, but just like in general, like I've, I don't know, 25 unreleased songs on this laptop alone that I just like send to my girlfriend or my friends, you know, I just like, I mean, me and Hayden made music uh, freshman year. Um, mm. And uh, so like, I just love doing Wait, it. What? And, oh yeah. But continue, continue. Yeah. And so the the things like I like being like like being creative and doing things because it makes you feel good, you know? And and like sure. I think the more people do that, the more love that's put out into the universe, you know? Yeah, that's cool. So by you doing coming on my podcast or you doing your own uh, host, uh being the host for Bobby for real, or just yeah. you know, supporting your friends, uh being the e sure. executive producer for the Fun Bros, I think it's it's putting that love energy into, into the world. So I, I'm, yeah, dude. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're doing things that like you are passionate about, you know, and once For sure. is once standups back, I know you're going to get back into that. So like, I'm just, that's why a uh, part of the reason I want to have you on is cause like, I see you like you're, you're living life. Like you have like a, I think you have like a um, thing on your page <laughs> of just surfing, you know, like, isn't it just things of surfing? Yeah. We can get into that in a little bit, but I just, dude, you you're know, researching pretty good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, looking at your yeah it's good it's good to look up but yeah um it's cool man like it's just like for like i don't know about you i'm sure it's similar uh if if i want to do something it'll just not at me until i start doing it so see if it's something that i think could be really cool and and uh that's why i did stand up like i had a lot of reservations it's hard to get on a stage in front of so many people because that night there were tons of people it's just your friends and try to be like stand up is terrifying i don't know man like you just got to put yourself out there and do the things that you want to try and, and it could it could go off well i had i like I, that that guy, remember that guy who um who was like the main uh entertainer of that open mic he was like that uh really famous comedian like which is weird because pacific never brings in the people like that so the one time i do stand up there's like a real stand-up comedian there uh he after the after i did stand up and after his set he came up to me and was like hey man like props like you did a really good job like it's cool to see you doing stand-up i was like wow it's so cool i got his phone number and uh, I remember hit, I hit him up uh, while I was doing standup and he was, he's like a regular at the comedy store. So he let me like go and like go backstage and like, dude, it was so, this was like, wow, like just me doing what I wanted to do and let me meet a bunch of cool people and like validate myself more through the industry. So people still have to do stuff like that. But yeah, dude, I appreciate it. It's so cool to see you like doing stuff like that as well. And uh, yeah, man, it's just having fun at the end of the day. Life's too yeah. short. Like, it just it's i don't know if it's it's that first job i had or COVID, and i just realized like you just gotta like obviously there's you have to do things you don't want to but you just should live your life the way the way you want to live it and yeah. do the things that you want to do like people are so worried about like this won't make me money or this won't give me what i want to have but if, if if you put your time into something mm-hmm. and you really enjoy it you'll find a way to to, to make a living out of it and, yeah. and to be able to 
with the lifestyle you want, which will take hard work. So, yeah. But yeah. Well, and oh, I have a question too. Um, yeah, no, go. Yeah. I don't know if this is, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I didn't have so, a question. Uh, I was just... This is, okay. Yeah. It's really off topic. Uh, or I don't know if it's like, I don't know if you could even talk about this, but what happened to Hayden? Um, after the I podcast. Stuff and I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just some, just something. Because I, because, unfortunate events. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get into it, but I, yeah. I mean, I understand kind of what I saw. I don't have the full story, mm-hmm. but I also kind of thought that it was a little unfair. I don't know, but. Well, you know, I'll, I'll explain yeah, it. To we'll you. Get into it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. No, you're good. I, it's a fair question. I thought you were going to ask it. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. Um, Continue. um we can go back to what I was going to ask you. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. saying this love, this, this, you think this is love and putting it out in the universe and everything. Um, so my question is the nature of evil. I, I, that's another thing that blows my mind. Hitler, Stalin, all those people, um, just evil people, you know, where one, where do you think that Nate, do you think that nature of evil is, is the exact opposite of the, the love you were talking about the inner and it's mm-hmm. necessary because of the yin and yang. And if so, or do you think it's a, it's a, it comes from humanity itself because human like living is so hard and like trauma kids, like a lot of the time kids who uh, grow up to be rapists and serial rapists and stuff were also like, were like touched by pedophiles when they were a kid, you know, and trauma and stuff like that. Do you think that evil comes from just humans itself? Or do you think it's like the devil, you know, or like the, that power that you're talking about, the exact yeah. love. So I, I think that humans are innately good. So, I think that it's just human corruption. And I think the, what the devil is, is like you were saying, it's, it's, it's evil in terms of greed and, and lust and stuff like that. Because uh, I don't know. And there's not like a guy like, like devil angel telling you what to do, but we also have certain desires that come from our metaphysical self. It's like five like I was saying um, you do the things against your biology for love but your biology. Um, so we're blessed by God to have that love within us because if not, if we were completely biological animals and we didn't have that, dude, we would be savages. What, what our bodies crave is sex, like, like, like uh, murder. Like think about if we didn't have those types of morals or like personal convictions that a majority of the world has a majority of humans at some point, which I believe everybody has within them. So if we were to really just go off of our, what was best for us biologically, it would make sense to murder other people if you wanted a thing you want, or you're like, you're horny. So you just rape someone, you know what I mean? Like if we didn't hold back, like we would just be like vicious animals. So like, I think that um, if, if, if the love didn't exist, then we wouldn't be able to fight our biology, if that makes sense. And that's like the evil comes within our own humanity. And that's why it can creep in sometimes and, and overcome the good innate parts of ourselves. And then in some people, in some tragedies, like uh, say a Hitler or someone, it can fully consume their entire being. One of the, my main arguments against just um, anti-religion atheists kind of thing. They think that they can, people can create their own values just through like life and stuff. You know, people don't need to be religious um, is basically like okay well if you i think one of the greatest things one of the most 
captivating things that humans have done that has withstanded longer than any other, like any person has lived is like loss. You know, we've recreated loss. We, we figured out how to say, this is what you can and cannot do. And this is what you will do, you know, over like mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years, but it all came from the, the 10 commandments. Basically all law stems from like, they were all influenced. You can trace it all back to the 10 commandments. I can't remember where I learned that, but I did learn that. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. So, yeah you make that argument you're like all right so say you're you're anti-religious you say moses wasn't speaking to god or he wasn't talked and and, um wasn't talking to uh god and everything but no matter what the ten commandments existed like and they have influenced all different civilizations all over you know and so to say that religion has especially christianity and um all the monotheistic religions to say that that has no like value in society is just outrageous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and that's basically my entire argument. It's like to really think, if you really like try to wrap your head around the, the idea that we created law and we live by them and everyone's like, okay, I'm not going to just be 85 miles per hour past this cop. Cause I don't want to take it, you know? Yeah. You know, and to, or I don't want to kill this guy, even though I hate him because I don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life or go mm-hmm. definitely, you know, to think that, off of tradition that dates all the way back to Moses and the 10 commandments is just insane to me. Yeah. It's sad too, because I think a lot of the, the rejection and and the push away from the modern day church and and religion is um, the fact that um, there, there, of course there's corruption. And I think that uh, a lot of people who have claimed to be religious or Christians um, kind of have, been pushing like their own narrative sadly there's like there's so many good people but then there's big examples of people doing it wrong and that's like the only example that people who are anti-religion or anti-spiritual um are kind of against is because they see these people uh misinterpret what christianity is all about and if you really look at what like true christianity is it's not really like having to go to church or praying and that's what like uh, people have made it seem like oh you have to do this or you're going to hell like they you have these big pastors saying, Oh, if you're, if you're gay, like you're going to hell automatically, but they're, you know, they're cheating on their wives. Like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just sad that like hypocrisy has sort of caused Christianity to be shown in like a, in, in, in the wrong light when it's really at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with the churches. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, like the way that you were supposed to like build yourself up above other people. Like it's been like totally misconstrued. It's, it's re- it's like following the Bible and, and and following the example that Jesus left for us, which entails a lot of the rules, which aren't really rules. If you look at most scriptures and and things that the Bible tells us to do, it's usually just looking out for our best interests. Like uh, it's it's good not to kill people for the human race. It's good not to it's good not to cheat on your spouse to in order to live a full happy uh, like lifestyle. So it's it's just like on both spectrums, they have to look at what the definition of what being a Christian or a believer in God or a follower of Christ really is, because that is when you can open yourselves up to really make change in yourself and the people around you, you know? No. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I have a question for you. That's way off topic, but I thought about it when you were just speaking, have you, you like earlier when you were telling me about the fact that you have met like a bunch of like in like 
really cool people. Maybe that some of them have fame, some of them don't. Just really cool people with cool stories. Have you ha- met anyone who's like pretty substantially famous, and you've been like, oh, like it's it's kind of got you off guard that, that you're having a conversation with someone like as big as them, or like where you're like where you're like talking to someone, um, and you're like, oh, like step back, like there's like not that they're just like yes, they're another human, but they're also like really famous or really rich. Have you had that? Yeah. Have it has it been just like smooth? Um. When I saw the the, uh, the the Paul brothers, that was pretty cool. Uh, but I wasn't like a huge fan of them. Um, well, I knew them obviously, and like I was a fan of them recently, but I I, I didn't know them at the time. Um, but yeah, it is kind of weird to see like uh, my boss's my boss's wife's brother is Ross Lynch. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, you know Ross Lynch? Yeah, he's from uh, Disney Austin Channel. Right? Alley, yeah, yeah was, Austin and Alley Teen Beach movie. Like I, I had seen his stuff growing up like Austin Alley was a little bit out of my age range. I think that was like one of the last shows really coming in before I stopped kind of watching Disney channel and everything. But I mean, I had seen him in like my friend Dahmer, like big movies and stuff like that. So I had met him at uh Capron's bachelor party. And I'm, I don't know. I just, I was, I was like, I knew that I was going to meet him that day and I wasn't sure if like, I'd be like starstruck or anything. It's not like I was a huge fan. Uh, but like, Dude, it just once you just it depends on the person because you're just super cool. Now we're really good friends. We text all the time and uh, we hang out and it, it, like at one point we were like sitting down just like at his house, um, just talking outside. And I was just like, I, I did have like one of those moments where I'm like, whoa, this is kind of nuts. Like I remember just watching this dude on TV and now I'm just sitting here like having like a life conversation. We're just talking about things that happened in our day and that kind of hit me. And then seeing like David Dobrik like interacting with him, obviously just knowing who he is. It's like, that's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I haven't met too many crazy people yet. Cause I just started and it's COVID. So like the, the things have been really small, but yeah, we'll see what happens. And so far it's, it definitely is kind of like, Oh, Oh shit. Like, but the coolest thing about it is it's like, Oh, well we're in the same place doing yeah. the same thing. Obviously yeah. things are going, going pretty right. I, um, when I started the podcast, I didn't know what I was doing and I sat down and I, like I said, I like making music. So I was making, I was recording music and my mic was like really messing up. I actually can't use it right now. I'm using this little weak one because it's like left my adapter in forest growth. Long story short, but, um, but, um, no, I just sat down and I just started rambling and it was just me. And then I had started having guests on with my phone and I would sit here like this with my phone and just talk to someone. <laughs> and then finally I got on Podbean and all this stuff and now I'm doing it through Zoom. But one of the, like I, I'm at, this is episode, this is going to be episode 24 and I'm sitting on some episodes. But what I noticed like the past, as soon as I hit uh, like a thousand plus downloads it like started to ramp up and i'm like i started to get like people dming me and like i'm starting to have more and more guests on and and you know just me being me being friendly i'm just like oh yeah we, let's do a time let's set up a time like, like let's have you on the pod and like things start to pile up you know and i was i was looking at For my sure. phone today and i was and I, I hadn't had a calendar because before i'm just like a normal guy you know i just hit someone up and be like hey let's set up a time it doesn't really matter the time let's just do it yeah. um and i had to step back um, a few minutes like yesterday and today and I was texting my friend Oliver who's a really good artist who did my artwork who's going to do the new one I'm getting and I was like I was texting I was trying to I was like let's do a meeting on Zoom and I was like sorry I actually have like a business I'm running now you know and I, I don't yeah. know if you felt this where you're like this overwhelm like you like you where you just get overwhelmed because you're like oh this is actually like something i love doing but it's actually something that i actually have to take care of because it is not that it's like not that like forms of art like i mean i'm sure stand up and and doing 
like being the host for Bobby for real. And like, obviously your job, um, it, it, not that it has a life of its own. It's not like a being of its own, but it also, it kind of like exists without you with or without you. So you can just like F up and, and not attend to it and your life will be messy. But if you like steer into this skid, you know, um, it will work out. But I had to like today, I don't know if you, this happened to you, but today I had to sit down. And I was like, before I got on the car, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. I need, I need some help, you know? Dude, I feel you, dude. It's uh, it's definitely tough. It's just see with, for me having like my, my full-time job, um, trying to balance that with, with still writing stand-up, writing the shows I want to do and, and doing this. Um, it's not that you get lazy, but you're just, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I could be, I could be clipping it up. I could be making that YouTube channel, but it's just, you're just exhausted and it's hard to like know if you're hard to tell like when you're just like being lazy and you should get to work or you really just need to like chill out for a second and uh yeah but that's that's a good point because it is good to kind of reach out and get people to start doing things my sister has been um get, taking uh liking to editing and stuff so uh, i think she's going to start doing clipping stuff up for me and helping me out with that and uh i'll probably pay her to do it because it's an investment at the end of the day because it has been growing and growing I would love to uh, get in touch with that artist though, because I've been wanting to make some graphics for my, for my, my, um, my I'll show, shoot so. you. He's really reasonable. He goes to Pacific. So he'll be, you'll be helping at Pacific. Oh yeah. Um, I'll shoot you his uh, Instagram over and his contact information after this. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I definitely. That. I've been looking um, for something like that, but yeah, it, it should be cool. Uh, and then, so wait, what did you, uh, where do you, where do you put it, your stuff mostly on YouTube or like you said, you, you look for downloads. What, what's that on? Okay. So, I mean, if you want to get into podcasting, I would say like, I mean, obviously you have your own little niche because you're on yeah. Bobby for reals. Um, do you get the recordings from them? Yeah. So nice. what you could do, what you could do is, so I'm obviously on Spotify. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google podcasts. I'm on Amazon audible. I'm on all the podcasts except for Apple podcasts. Cause they're kind of hoeing me right now but um <laughs> if you wanted to do that i would just take the recording and then you could just do an online audio con converter to whatever oh, sure. the form they want um i'm sure i mean use TuneCore or something like that yeah something like that um i mine is zoom automatically gives you a file of the recording plus the audio um i mean the video and the audio plus just the audio so i'm just naturally set but i have i use podbean so podbean yeah. is like my it's like i don't know it was like you buy like a little plan and it's like basically it hosts my podcast it's like where it has my website and then downloads is how many people download it to listen to the episode okay oh, um so i mean you don't have to do that because you obviously do it on instagram i just yeah. like prefer podbean um that's because that's how i started you know but then most of my stuff though so obviously the full audio clip so when this is out i'll send you the link and everything uh, on tuesday so i'm going to drop it on tuesday but um this will be I will have this all on all the, on the, um, like Spotify and everything. And then I take little clips and I post them on YouTube and then I link them to my, my podcast page on Twitter. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It's never bad to diversify your stuff throughout all the different things. Cause I could probably have my stuff saved on yeah. Instagram, which is where it kind of lives, but I could probably throw it up on. Yeah, on the definitely. Alpha. I mean, it, yeah. it's always better because like, not that Instagram is bad or anything, but like you want someone to be able to close their phone and put it, plug it in to. Yeah, a, for sure. Um, to like their ox when they're driving. Cause most people are going to yeah. like listen to podcasts, maybe when they're cleaning, when they're um, maybe when they're shopping, maybe when they're like driving, mainly driving. So that's kind of what I, I make a little cool thing. And then if you can listen to it, I actually have a couple people who, most of the people who um, I would say like are really regulars, listen to all the episodes are people that I know, you know, and then, yeah. But um, you know, I have I people mean, the good thing like is it doesn't really get dated either, you know, no. <laughs> just upload. So it's, 
yeah. you got to get on it. But like, if you have stuff already made and you mm -hmm. start posting it, it's like you have so much content for a long time because it's just conversations yeah. that are interesting. But yeah, I, I definitely have to get it on, like on a Spotify. Yeah. No, you do. You do. If yeah. people want to listen alternatively. Um, here's, I have a couple questions for you about, um, social media. So you, here's a question I have for you. Obviously social media is a great thing to promote yourself, especially when you're growing and you have a business, but have you seen like the social dilemma and everybody talking about how it really ruins like kids lives yeah. and everything. And I haven't been on TikTok yet, but I'm, I'm starting so I can post like little snippets of my clips on there. Um, like you said, you wanted to do, um, I think you should do that. Yeah. Um, but, and like, I, I've never really used TikTok, but like just to see like, and just to hear like people, like their kids, their kids are like ruining their life. Just standing yeah. phone and they like, Oh, I can't be as cute as blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, what do you think about social media? Like it's this powerful, powerful too. that kind of is just taken over like everyone's lives, you know, but it's also, and it's, and it's important and you need it to like market, but it's also so dangerous. You know, what do you think about social media like that? Yeah. I mean, I think about this a lot. Um, I hate social media, <laughs> but it makes me money and it lets me do what I want. It lets me fulfill everything that I would want to do and be able to give to an audience. Um, my personality and what I want to display myself to the world. So it is a love hate relationship. I think the, the way social media has been handled and the way it's been created to um, like, I've seen the social dilemma, the way it's been, it's a way, the way it's been programmed to make kids uh, addicted to it, to want to compare themselves to want to spend money. I think that is a little bit evil and it's hard to break the boundaries of that. So like, and ultimately I, I wish that it would just be, it would be used more responsibly. Um, and, and it's, it's just tragic that so many people uh, intertwine themselves and their identities with what social media has to say. It's so dangerous. I've never really done that my entire life, um, which is why it seems like hard for me to understand how someone could be so invested in how they feel about themselves on social media. But I think it's also because social media didn't get really popular until I was like a senior in high school. I, I, I think Snapchat came out like when I was like, you know, a junior or something, you know, like Instagram, like we had our first Instagram posts, like when I was like already all the way through high school, it was like, Oh, this is just kind of a cool thing we can do. Um, but like, we already kind of knew who we were, like, what, 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 like we didn't live in a world like that, but the kids nowadays is all they've ever had. Like, I can't imagine like, like how it dictates your kind of relationships. Cause like in college, it's kind of more of how you, you got to know people, um, but by then you had already had like the normal pre social media childhood or whatnot that I had grown up with. So seeing so many people be so like invested to it was like, like, why do like seeing, like finding that out about social dilemma was like, man, why do these kids care so much about like how they're perceived online? But like, I, I, I can't relate to them because I, I, I didn't, I didn't even know. I barely used a computer when I was in elementary school. Like I would have had to never worry about those problems. So yeah, it is a bummer, but, and then sometimes I wonder like, am I feeding into it? Um, cause I've been doing a lot of stuff on social media and trying to, and trying to grow an audience. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be here. It's the new form of entertainment. That was the interesting thing about my degree is, uh, originally I wanted to be like a news, uh, news reporter in college. Yeah. And, uh, I did like stuff, but traditional media, uh, cable it's, it's dying. Like it's going to be all gone. Mm -hmm. No one watches TV anymore. Like I remember sitting in there going to these internships at these news stations and just being like, 
this is not, <laughs> there's no future in this. Like it's yeah. all going away. It's all about streaming. It's all about, so yeah. that stuff is important. And it's just like going from radio to TV. There's a natural progression of things. Nothing's ever going to last forever. There'll probably be something that'll overcome social media and YouTube and stuff like that. Early but it's been you. Yeah, probably something like that. AI. Um, it's just a natural progression of things. So there are good things that can come from that. It's just, we have to use it more responsibly. And the fact that I, I can create things, I never use, I've never used social media to like show anyone that I'm better or like, or try to make people feel less or uh, play the comparison game. It's always just been, even since when I was doing it before I had fans or anything like that, uh, it was just always to have fun and to make people laugh and to just be interesting and do for self-expression. So um, hopefully that, if the more of an audience I can get, cause I've thought about this. If I, if I garner a pretty large audience, I can hopefully like preach that you don't have to intertwine your own, your own uh, self identity with social media. You can just use it as a tool for self-expression for business uh, because you can, you can find those things in any type of Avenue. Um, but it, it's sad when it, it gets too tied in with yourself socially. It's, you got to separate yourself mm -hmm. from the social media, which I don't think a lot of people do. And it's why, uh, you know, you see people, uh, have these Instagram relationships that look like the, the, the greatest love story ever told. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a friend that his Instagram would make him seem like him and his girlfriend were like the world's greatest couple and mm -hmm. in person that could barely even talk to each other. Um, so a lot of people have to dictate their feelings through it. And I think it's caused a lot of not only problems with people themselves, but relationships with people as well. But I don't know, I, I'm always trying to be optimistic. So hopefully I can use it in a way to, kind of break those social norms for people and i get a lot i get so many dms from all these kids that are big fans of of me and the funk bros and um i i, I always i always take the time I, I think i've dm'd everybody i always take the time to be like like hey you matter like you're about you, you're valued um they're like oh it's so cool you're doing that you're like yeah it's amazing i'm glad that i can entertain you but just realize like you have the same qualities and and i think it's mm -hmm. it's going to be on the people to to, to push away from, from the bad things. And of course you always have the corporations trying to make money off of <laughs> like bad stuff like that. I love talking to people like you, Bobby, you, you guys just give off this like positivity that just like, you can't get anywhere else. Just like you, you, people like you. And I don't know if you froze. Yeah. You froze, you're back. Uh, people, people like you, like, I mean, Kyle's even the same way. There's just this like and, and it's true to an extent that I've seen it with a lot with religious people, people who have religious backgrounds. They're just, you guys just give off this positivity that makes you just, it's just like it's, you can thrive off of it. You know, like, I mean, I mean, it's the same, it's infectious, you know, and the same is to be saying about um, negativity, you know, uh, misery brings company, you know, people like that are negative have this, like it, it's infectious to you. And, you know, and if you don't get out of a, I don't know, a bad relationship, whether it be a friend, you know, a family member, you know, that's hard. It, it can bring you down, you know? And, but like people like you, you guys give off this energy. For you know? sure, dude. And that's back to our soul argument. Like there, yeah, I feel humans the same, have energy. The same way about you, dude. So. Thanks, man. Uh, there's people have this energy, you know, and you have to give it somewhere. And I always, I, my whole motto is like, you know, basically people don't like me, fuck it. That's the number one, but back to give off as much positive energy as you can. You know, like it's always, it's always enough. You could always make someone's day better just being positive. I think so. Um, yeah. now obviously, don't be super positive in the middle of a football game. Like, good hit, you know, you know, right into the <laughs> other team. But like, you don't like have Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Luck. Yeah, there's a lot have of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Philip Rivers is yeah, kind of like that too. 
at the end of the day, dude, it's just like, we only got 80 years. Like why mm -hmm. ever try, why, why live in misery? Even if your situation is horrible, like it's not going to go away. Like mm -hmm. why not try to find the best in anything? Because you know, we're going to die. <laughs> you might as well have fun and, and, and be happy while you're alive. I think a lot of it is people who are miserable they can't see a way out, which is like, you know, I'm a, I, I struggle with mental health. I always have, um, especially anxiety and, and everything like that. So I, I don't ever want me to say like, oh, just be positive if you have mental health disorders. You know, yeah, like, obviously it's sure. hard. It's hard to always be happy, you know, and you're not supposed to always be yeah. happy. There are no. rainy days. But what I'm saying is you handed something, right? You handed five things, you know, you don't always, one of them may be a, one of them may be a, dog shit you know like an actual like a dog shit but you know one of them might be fettuccine alfredo so like you don't always have to look at the negative in life you can you can look at some of the positive things you know like let's say you got fired but maybe you hated that job you know like you said like you said like you were like you just couldn't find like you like you got fired right yeah oh no yeah. i laid off I laid off because of covid yeah but like like you said like look at you now you know like yeah dude and i mean maybe you weren't like oh, I love this job and everything. But like people, like some people are like, when they get laid off, like, especially during COVID right now, they're like finding their passions and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, maybe getting laid off isn't a bad thing. Maybe a breakup's yeah. not a bad thing. Maybe um, an injury is not a bad thing. Now injury, yeah. I've dealt with some injuries. They suck, but maybe they give you a better outlook, you know? Yeah. Do you want to hear a crazy story, which helped? Uh, I would love to, yeah. This? Uh, my freshman year of college, uh, at Pacific, I came in and, uh, I really, you know, you saw like how dedicated I was and how, how much I wanted to be, but I, uh, I was like fourth string on the D line. And I, I came in thinking my brother had just come in. He was first team all conference guy, like all these expectations. Um, and, uh, I just, it wasn't happening in my freshman year, which I mean, everybody thinks their freshman year that they're going to be the best player in playing. Um, so it's always kind of a wake up call, but it just sucked because I didn't even get to like travel or anything. So that was like, my brother like traveled his freshman year. So I always was kind of comparing with him. So that like really, really stunk that whole year. And I was trying to make the travel team for the California game that year. And, uh, and, uh, I was, I was just so pissed, like, because I, I thought I'd been playing good. There were people, also people ahead of me. I'm not going to mention any names. Well, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they ever played but uh, I was like, I'm better than these guys. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I was so pissed off. Like, I was I hated football. Like, I would go so hard on team. Like, I would run into the quarterbacks. Like, I was just, like, not being, like, a good team player because I was so pissed I wasn't playing because I thought I was better. It was, it was selfish. Um, but so – and I was just in a bad mentality. Like, I didn't like this. I didn't like playing football. I didn't like being on the team. Like, the one thing I wanted to do there was play and be good. And I felt like I wasn't getting a fair chance. Um, and uh, the main thing I wanted to do was go home to California at a game. You know, it was like the fourth or fifth game of the season. And uh, I, was, I was just so bummed. So I did everything I could to make that travel roster, and I still didn't make it. And I, I remember just being so pissed. And it was the, during the week of uh, Halloween. So they went away for like four days. You know how it is if you stay uh, – you, you I don't know. If you, I don't remember if you – yeah, you traveled. Uh, so – but if you stay back, uh, the team goes, and you're just, like, at the school doing nothing if they're on an away game. And I remember I was with Gavin. He was one of my roommates. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm going up to Washington if you want to come. Um, he's like, yeah, since we're – because he got hurt, so he wasn't traveling either. 
And uh, he's like, we're going up to Washington during this break if you want to come uh, join me. And, and he lives in a city right next to where my grandpa lives, like literally five minutes. And I hadn't seen my grandpa yet that year. Um, and I was like, uh, like, I was so pissed. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go. But like something just told me to go. So I was like, okay, like something was just on my heart for me to go. So I went up with Gavin, like we hung out at his family's house with a couple dudes. And then I remember I went that night to go see my grandpa just randomly. And like me and him had like an amazing talk. Like he's an amazing man of God. Uh, he was just making me feel so much better about like not traveling down to California. And I was like, oh, this is like a really cool time I got to spend with my grandpa, even though I was like so pissed. So it helped me like reset and everything, you know. Got to spend a lot of good time with him. Spent the night at my grandpa's house. Hadn't done that in a long time. Went, went back with Gavin, went back to school. Um, and then like two days later, like my grandpa had passed away. And like, I was the last person to ever see him. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. So like, that's kind of a long story short. I, I was so miserable and so mad and, and so negative about my current situation. Like I should be playing, I should be traveling. Um, like, why isn't this happening to me? Like, this is so bad. But if none of that would have ever happened, I would have never been able to spend those last moments like with my grandpa. I would have never would have had that amazing life experience. And I was always kind of like how I am now. Um, and, but, but now even after that story, I would just, if anything bad happens to me, I'm like, thank you, God. Cause I don't know what, 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 what good is going to come out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. That that's an, I did not think that was going that way. Like I didn't think that you were going to say you yeah. passed away. That. Oh. Two things. Two things. One, I actually didn't travel my freshman year. Zach did, so I do know what you mean. Best thing. Oh. And two, that like the fact that you were one of the last persons to see him alive. This is why I'm like things like this that happen, like stories like that, makes me wonder. Like, all right, there's a God. There has to be. Yeah. Okay, that's what it did. First of all, maybe okay, God, you're real. Thank you for that. And then also like just like not being able to just know that like out of any bad situation, like I thought that was the end of the world for me not being able to play or travel. And it ended up like that didn't matter. You know, like I would have taken not traveling to see him one more time. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, but like you were saying, yeah, it's like it shows yeah. God is. Definitely. That's no. Yeah. Cause well, my grandpa, um, my late grandfather, he, he passed away when I was like 14, but he would always tell his story. He was a priest. Um, he was a priest. He was a pastor um, for a, I think it's priest because he's Episcopalian. So he was a priest and he would always tell this story about, because he was like an atheist when he was a kid because he was a math, he was a big math guy. Um, and he was like, he like, he was really smart, really science, you know? And he always tells a story about how he was walking. He grew up in Massachusetts and he was walking. Actually, it might have been Maine. It was either Maine or Massachusetts, but he was walking and, uh, and he got to a corner, you know? And right as he got to the corner, he, uh, uh, he heard his name was Mike. He heard someone yell, Mike, you know, uh, and he turned around and right as he turned around, uh, a car went right past him, would have just killed him if he wouldn't have turned around. And he looked and there was nobody there. So wow. when he turned around, there was nobody there. And so he always attributes that to, um, to God. And I, and I would always hear that story. And like, I mean, I've never, I've never seen a symbol like that or I've never felt one, you know, and, and maybe I have, and I just don't know, but just like hearing stories like that and hearing your story, it makes me, and I'm just like, dude, there's too many things that happen to people like that. That makes me think that whether or not he's a bearded guy in the sky, there's somebody playing, helping out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the ultimate creator and the master of the universe. He's, he's making stuff happen and your life is just as important to him as it is for anybody else. And yeah, dude, it's, it's insane to hear those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, 
there's, you know, so back to what we were talking about, about um, just like you meeting people and stuff. Have you ever felt, cause I, like I was saying, you're a very positive guy and you, um, and you're doing what you want to do and stuff. Have you ever like sat with, I mean, now you said you text Ross Lynch, right? Like you said, you're like buddies with them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sat down with someone maybe, I don't know, like just, I don't know, just chilled maybe like by a fire or something, you know, and just like had a really good talk and just thought about someone who's like pretty substantially famous. Like this guy's just a person, you know? Oh well, yeah, shop. for sure. I mean, just Capron himself, like Capron Funk, he was a Red Bull athlete. We go places and people recognize him. He goes to skate parks and kids just swarm him and his brother. And these guys have 8 million subscribers on YouTube and, uh, it's, it's just, it's, he's just like, he's just a guy. Like he grew up in the same area as me and, and we talk about the same things. We have the same interests, uh, the same things bother us. We have like some more drives and, or, or if I'm hanging out with Ross, it's just, it's just a guy that like you were saying is, is living life and doing, doing what they want to do. Maybe they have like good opportunities early on. Like Ross had to, to like be able to pursue his passions and stuff. And now he's like in a, in a really cool band. Um, but yeah, you just sit down and it's just, it's just, it's just another person. Like, it's not like it's anything. It's not like it's, and I already kind of felt like I would feel this way anyways, but it's not like there's some kind of like person that's just floating when you see like <laughs> you're going, you know, or, or, uh, or living some crazy life. It's, it's just, it's just like you're saying, it's just another person just doing things that they think are cool and just doing things that make them happy. And I, and when you can connect with that, when you, I think it helps when you do that yourself, because if, if, if you were just living like kind of a, an average life, just doing like, like kind of things that you didn't really want to do if you're working behind a desk or, you know, uh, doing trash or something, it'd be kind of crazy. Whoa, like that. But if you're, if you're pursuing your same dreams, you see someone, it's more of a thing of respect rather than a, like an unattainable thing. It's like, wow, like they're, they're doing what I'm trying to do in my own space, but just at a, at a high level and they're perfecting their craft and they're mastering it. So it's just, it's really interesting to, to see them in that perspective. And they're, and they're just good people. Like I've, I've yet to meet, I mean, I'm sure that I will eventually, but I've yet to meet anyone that I've had a meaningful connection with that wasn't just a genuinely good, nice, like, cool person so that's been really positive and 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 when you have someone like that if you view yourself for giving off that positivity and just you're kind and, and you have a good kind of, it's just people being people and and uh yeah dude but yeah i i get what you're saying it is a very interesting to it's very interesting to have those kind of <laughs> talks and whatnot well i think that's a good way to end it right there bobby thank you so much this was a pleasure man it was dude i appreciate you come on dude you're really good at this man i'm glad you started doing thank this, you thank you yeah um worry, man. i'm excited to see where the show goes definitely um i'm excited for you to hear it um i'm excited for you to hear this episode um one of my best one of the best comments i got was actually from big mitch uh you know mitchell Ulrich. you guys share mm. the same last name yeah he, my, my brother yeah i um i um I've been trying to get him on because me and him always like, not that I love debating politics, but me and him always have really good like um, debates because I'm a politics and government major with a minor in philosophy. So I just think a lot because um, I'm trying to go to law school. So, but we, yeah. we have really good debates and they're not like violent, you know, but they're like, yeah. they're really good. And so I've been trying to get him on for a while and he's finally said yes. And he, he gave me a compliment yesterday. He said like, you're a really good host, man. And, and that actually, it, it's cool to hear things about from people when I like, they don't owe me anything, you know, but yeah, thank you. This oh, was yeah, for sure. Pleasure, man. Yeah. Dude, no problem, dude. It's uh 
it's really cool to see you doing your thing and I only see really good things coming from both of us and it'll be exciting to to look back and be like hey remember when we were on each other's shows you gotta come on mine pretty soon yes definitely um Ladies and gentlemen, wasn't that just a beautiful episode? It was certainly one of my favorites to do. Again, if you guys support me, follow me on my social medias. Leave a comment. What was your favorite part of the podcast? What could I get better at in the next podcast? Text your favorite sponsor, Dr. Pepper Bang, and tell them why they need to sponsor the Call and Demands Answers podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, stay demanding.